Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known. And we just watched one thing this week. We watched Ahsoka, episodes one through three, which is a little different for us because episode three came out the same day we recorded. So major spoiler alert for the first three episodes of Ahsoka. And then just a heads up that we talk about some of the things that happen in the Thrawn book trilogies. And also because it wouldn't be obvious from the title of the episode, we reference some of the jokes made in Blue Beetle during the We're Watching What section, but we don't go too much into the actual plot of the film. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What? We are switching things up in multiple ways this week because first off, we are hot, fresh off, hot off the presses. We just watched Ahsoka because this new release schedule has kind of messed with our uh, timing. We're going to have to see how that works out. But also, normally I ask, how do you feel about these shows? I'm going to start this time because we are doing episodes one, two, and three. And I know you're going to have a lot more to say than I do. Well, I'm very eager to know how you yes. feel for specific yes. reasons dealing with past Star Wars yes. things you like. That's what, yeah. Yes. So I am enjoying the season immensely so far, but I feel like I'm missing a lot of information. And I, I've not seen Rebels. I vaguely n- know through osmosis with hanging out you and Jackie, and then also just sort of osmosis in the Star Wars world, like some bits and pieces, but I definitely feel like I'm like, there's such a bigger picture happening and I have no idea what's going on, but I'm still... You know, enough of the, they've given us enough details where I'm like, all right, I'll I'll go along for the ride. You know, like you've given us enough high level stuff, but I know I'm missing out on so much, which eats away at me a little bit, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. How is it feeling for you as Rebel Season, whatever, six it is? Five, it would be officially. (laughs) It would be season five. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm living for it. I'm, I'm, I'm just loving it. And this, this most recent, so we got through three episodes, as you said. Yes. This most recent one, I'll just tell you right now, I watched it twice in a row. Oh, my God. So you're happy I delayed us a little bit. <laughs> well, when you delayed, I almost put it on the third time. Oh, my but God. I, I thought this last one was just spectacular. Like, I wish it was a little longer. It was short, but I felt like it It didn't waste a single second. It was. It, it propelled the plot forward enough yeah. for an episode, and it just it flowed so nicely, and it had such big moments that I thought were so cool. And some of them admittedly because they're calling back to rebels things that just make me like emotional because I'm right. so, so obsessed with it but uh-huh. <laughs> but i also thought just as a as an arc it flowed really nicely and it just i'm so excited for what's next yes i do have many questions and some some of them so like in fairness i read the first thrawn book and i mm-hmm. I feel very bad. I'm holding hostage the second and third one. Somebody lent me physical copies. They have not asked for them back. I'm like, you're not getting them back. right? Yes, the new okay, ones. Yeah. The, the new yeah, canonical yeah. ones. Well, so there's two. There are oh, there's six, oh, right. six canonicals. You're reading the Ascendancy ones, and then there are the ones that are during his time in the Empire. That's correct. Yeah, so I'm reading yeah, Ascendancy. Okay. So like Baby Thrawn, for people who don't know, and yeah. Thrawn we haven't even met yet in – uh, in, properly in uh, Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But so I like sort of know who Thrawn is and I can see how he becomes a mega threat. I don't know who Ezra is except for that he is missing, which they have established on the show. You know, I know he's of importance to this group of people. I know Chopper is a psychopath apparently, but you know, like, but yeah, I felt like there was, I was like, who is this little kid? Who is this robot? This other robot that I love. Like who are, yeah. who are all these? I, I know Hera. Hera. Yeah, Hera. Yes. I, Again, a lot of this is just through osmosis. So I'm, I'm sure. like, I vaguely know who these people are and they seem important, but they seem to, they have a good chemistry together, which I think is like a very important factor in it. Because otherwise I'd be like, what is happening here? These people have never met before in their entire lives. Yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted to shout out particularly the casting across the board. I think it's like spectacular. Like mm-hmm. that coming as from someone who desperately loves some of these characters, like I, I like Sabine a lot, but Hera, Hera is a, an absolute favorite of mine Kanan who they've referenced a little bit without saying his name he is one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time Uh he's he's from Rebels and Jason the little boy you met that's his that's his son with Hera and so wait sorry did you say with Hera yeah I have questions on the uh uh everyone does because it's just like it's like like a tweelick at all but he's just kind of like he's just greenish hair hair. yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay because I was very confused by that but I was like you know found family is fine yeah (laughs) essentially essentially rebels ends right before like right around the time rogue one happens rebels ends and then there's an epilogue that takes you past the original trilogy and you see it's a surprise basically that like 
Hera had a kid and it was Kanan's and you see him in the in the pilot seat okay. as like a four or five year old at that point, you know? And, see, uh, see, this is already like yeah. the homework is already overwhelming, you know? <laughs> right. There's that and that's at the and at that point after the original trilogy takes place, you is when like you you find out Ahsoka is coming to get Sabine and they're gonna go try to find Ezra. And so now we're fast forwarding years past that where that's not worked out. Okay. And you find out in that epilogue that uh, Captain Rex, who was Ahsoka's like clone buddy, yeah. you know, like the main and, and everything. And, um, and Hera fought in the battle of Endor and like, they, like they, they kind of weave them into like how they were, they've been active. Okay. Through this time that yeah. as they're, as they're explaining what happens to all the rebels characters. So I was like really hopeful we would see Jason, Jason, I don't know if I remember if you, you probably don't remember me saying this, but back when we were watching Mandalorian and we saw Luke, like tr- this, the Skywalker Academy kind of thing, whatever. I was hoping we would see Jason there. Like I was hoping Jason would be training to be a Jedi. I see. Like as like a little like Easter egg. Um, Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Is Jason's father, who you said we have not met, we have not seen yet. Kanan. Yeah, Kanan. Is Kanan a Jedi? Yes. He escaped Order 66 as a kid. Oh, okay. 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 So Jason could become a... Well, apparently, according to this yes. episode we just watched, anyone can become a Jedi now. I'm so yeah, confused. Right. Well, yeah, but then it's like, yeah, Jason could be predisposed to like force sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. It's Kanan. Do they explain in Rebels what, why? Oh my god, her, I just forgot her name already. Sabine. Sabine. Like what? What? I assume they explain like how this one Mandalorian and two like not particularly force sensitive person is in Jedi training. No, so she didn't do any Jedi training in Rebels at all. So essentially really? what in that epilogue I just kind of described, uh-huh. we now have, we've learned in this show that Sabine kind of went, went as Ahsoka's Padawan to try to learn to be a Jedi, but she was never, she trained under Kanan with the Darksaber because she became a wielder of the Darksaber during Rebels for a while. Okay. Um, her family's deeply rooted in Mandalore's history and stuff, okay. so there's a chance we will see more about them as we learn more about what Bo-Katan on all that stuff, you know, okay. and, and Mando stuff. Yeah. But um, she was wielding it for a time uh, okay. before Darth Maul or after Darth Maul had it. And so, I'm sorry, um, Darth Maul had the, Dar- I feel like actually we talked about this at some point. Yeah. Maul used to, Maul was the leader of Mandalore for a long time. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but before episode. Oh one? yeah. No, it during Clone Wars. So, because he comes, he, he, does he get doesn't chopped die. In- his, he gets salvaged in the bottom half of him as like a robot. And oh, like, you know like, what? We talked about this yeah. and I was very upset about so it. At the end of Solo, he's there like in the hologram and the Solo yeah, story. Yeah, this he, is yeah. sort of all coming back. See, again. Yeah, he goes and he runs yeah. Crimson Dawn, the crime syndicate. Like he, he has a whole thing that he does. Watching the show, I don't get angry at my lack of like extensive knowledge. Talking about it, suddenly I'm like, <laughs> what the like, hell? What? What, what are you all talking about? Like what in the yeah. world is going on here? <laughs> But that's a testament to the to what they're doing here, right? Because yeah, yeah, you're right that that your viewing might be more enriched if you had the history, but you're able to enjoy it as a singular story, well, connected to the larger story, but mm-hmm. a story in its own right without all of this. I'm saying, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. So it's like that was going to be the real test of this show, I think. Yeah, really. That's I mean, its biggest challenge. Yeah, I talked to a my litmus test with a lot of Star Wars stuff, and I think we've all talked about this as like our parents, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Do they understand it? Are they enjoying it? Uh, my parents didn't, you know, extensively comment on it. Like, mom, my mom got super sucked into The Mandalorian, as I know your t- dad. <laughs> 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 in the background, all the yeah, that's just every all 24 7. <laughs> the, the Ryan like family, like, all call to arms. Um, but, you know, my mom is obsessed with Baby Yoda, and, yeah. you know, but I, I, you know, I think they watched. Ahsoka, but they haven't been like, oh my god, this Ahsoka show, blah, 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 blah. you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, but so I, but I don't think they've been confused by it yet. Sure, yeah, yeah, and my parents have both liked it. My dad is very into all Star Wars things, so he he likes all the animated shows a lot. My mom does oh, not really? like okay. animated shows. Yeah. So, but they both are like, he did force her to watch the finale of Rebels <laughs> before watching it, though, to give context. This and, is where I could see where yeah. your family comes from. Like, I see where you all. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it all tracks. It all connects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The apple did not fall far from the very tall tree. <laughs> it did not. It hurt on the way down, though. No, but it, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, so, I mean, that was going to be the biggest challenge, I think. And I, and I have been hopeful that they 
accomplished or have been accomplishing it. It sounds like from your point of view, they have. I, I have another friend who has not done any of the animated stuff and actually is not, admittedly, kind of not the biggest Star Wars like fan in the world. Like likes it casually, and yeah. she's very much enjoyed the show. And I was that's like, good. Oh, good. Yeah, because I, I was gonna say I'm not the greatest litmus test because I still I have a lot of secondhand knowledge for a lot of exactly. it. So like I'm not I'm not gonna be as confused as somebody who's like never didn't even realize that there was exactly. a and rebels the, yeah and the star wars that you love you love right so yeah. it's like you you are invested in the universe where some people are just not and right so it's it's very interesting to see how it, it runs the gamut but i also wanted to call out that like i something i was talking to my sister briefly about is i love i mean I, again i think the casting is fantastic yeah but i i love how unapologetically female-led it mm-hmm. all is even yeah. beyond obviously harris sabine and, and ahsoka are three mains but they've made conscious the choices to make morgan, morgan elsbeth like a very prominent villain yeah. finally gave her a little bit better of a wig which is nice because <laughs> <laughs> ooh, in that mandalorian season that was not it like that wig but she wait she little, was in mandalorian i see i i know so she's the one who when in ahsoka's first episode in live action she was fighting morgan and she was like where is grand animal thrawn and so morgan's from there yeah i don't remember that but okay yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the big, the big bad in that. Episode. Is she? She's, she's in the watch. fortress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's okay. that's literally yeah. Who? Who? Okay. Uh, I see. See again. I would not have uh, remembered that. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. And then with Shin, this um, mysterious kind of Padawan Jedi who's evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they and obviously, obviously, we have Ray Stevenson, R.I.P. in yeah. this, and he's a prominent figure. But him, and then if you want to count Hu Yang, if we're counting droids, you know, it's like most of it is. Okay, our but lead I, players are I women. do love Hu Yang. Like I, I love I'm Yang. obsessed. I, I was. It took yeah. me so long to figure out whose voice it was. Like I had to look. Oh, it did, yeah. yeah. What's fun about Hu Yang too, and little fun here. I, if I recall correctly, he's not even in Rebels. He's from Clone Wars. Oh, but he is in a handful of episodes in Clone Wars. So none of us know him that well. Well, so I would like to. Yeah. I, yeah, and I'm so I'm really excited to get to know him more. And he's he's been bringing a lot of nice levity to the show. And I think. I mean, you, it does you, have a you and I are both vibe. fans of a, a sassy droid, like of for course. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me a, and you can call it a trope at this point. I don't care. It's a no, trope I, I want it. at all yeah. times, <laughs> and so you're gonna love Chopper because I mean, you I know, already got a little I, bit I'm, of sass here. I, I've but. heard a lot of about Chopper, and I know, yeah. And it's it's very funny that like Chopper is the most verbose and like understandable um, yeah. of that that type of kind of droid that's not a protocol droid that has a voice or not even a protocol you know it's just like yeah. the, like the whistly beepy ones but like you can 100% understand what choppers say oh yeah there are some because it's actually Dave Filoni voices him, and there's actually some <laughs> some so very funny. big controversial parts in Rebels you can probably look it up where sometimes uh-huh. it sounds like he's saying the f word <laughs> like, oh I'm sure like, he's saying the f word yeah <laughs> so it's like it's pretty funny but yeah no he's like an intergalactic treasure we, we all love chopper you're gonna love chopper everyone will love chopper but uh yes yeah so I'm excited for more of more of that but yeah, I, I also want to shout out the music. I think the music is fantastic throughout it. Like, it's different, but it's also, it has, like, an eerie tone to it, kind it, of, sometimes. It's good. I would say, in a good way, I don't notice it as much. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think, it actually, sometimes, it. yeah, the, the music in The Mandalorian can be, or Book Above, any of these ones, it, like, it's a little overwhelming. A little yeah. yeah. Especially because they've, like, really doubled down on that theme yeah, yeah um, the, the didgeridoo which, thing yeah which <laughs> is, good, is good for one season and and again it was a very distinct sort of oral calling card but now it's like okay but it doesn't always fit the tone of the episode you're doing and like i don't know what's happening okay you know but i i think it's it's woven in very seamlessly into ahsoka yeah no i would totally agree with that and it made me very happy uh to learn that it is uh kevin kiner who did rebels and clone wars actually so they've, Ooh, they've moved wait. away from ludwig for this show which i think i think what ludwig does is like fantastic in star wars but i think having done mandalorian book all that stuff but i think going back to the roots of kind of working with ken here i think is pretty cool because you know he did all of ahsoka's history yeah. <laughs> essentially yeah you know. they, kn- they know so, the music <laughs> yeah and so i think it's it's been really cool but yeah, the, the the callbacks have been really fun, but I will say there's a lot of mystery still there for those of us who have, have subscribed to yeah. the Rebels as a religion thing. Like it's like it's yeah. it's there's so much like like again, it was news. It's not so far fetched to me, but it's uh-huh. news to me that Sabine was training under Ahsoka and wants to be a Jedi. And this idea, I'm really digging it. Like the idea that 
they delve a little bit more into in this episode, this last one, the third one, but um, that talking about kind of Ahsoka's like, I don't need her to be some brilliant Force-using Jedi. I need her to be herself. And like the idea that we're moving away from this tradition that hasn't always proven to be, like the Jedi Council yeah. and the Order, I guess the Jedi Order, has proven to be super faulty and doesn't even exist anymore. So like, why do we have to follow those stringent rules? So I agree with you. I like this idea. And I do feel like it was something that was explored in 789, which mm-hmm. makes me, I, can, I know we try not to like go over 789 a lot because we all have our feelings about them, but it does make me like feel frustrated. That I'm like, why did we have to make her, you know, a relative of an existing family? What, like Ray, you know, why couldn't she have been, just a force sensitive, like, or someone who we came up and learned the force or whatever it was, you know, if we're saying that like the force is within all of us, yeah. then like why, what this is, this is the first actual theoretical explanation or like um, visualization of it. We are actually seeing in like the, you know, yes. screen versions. And yes, like, exactly. Where it's like, you, are you going to pull the rug out on us again? Like, <laughs> uh, I would hope not. I mean, God, they've given us so much about her family history that if they threw a Jedi in there, there is an ancient Mandalorian Jedi. No, no, no. I'm just saying the premise in yeah. general of like, yes. you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no i'm um very much into it and actually what's kind of fun with rebels with the jedi and rebels so ezra bridger and kane and Juris, mm-hmm. neither of them have like famous force families either like they right. are like the first of their kind too which is kind of fun i think i think filoni specifically likes playing with that i think one of the keys here is that filoni started as a as a Fan, fanatic fan yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah and, one of us and, as, <laughs> yeah. even though, and even though he's he has his things that some of us can get sick of too it's like I think in general he's got a lot of our shared frustrations with mm-hmm. things that have been very typical in the past too and so I think that like that's what kind of makes it feel a little bit refreshing yeah I'm really liking this whole kind of like like they didn't even in this in this episode when Sabine was trying to do that thing with the cup and got interrupted and like we didn't even see the cup like move a little bit it's like they're not even hinting that she'll ever get it and yeah, so yeah, yeah she probably and maybe will at some point but I like that we're getting I like I hope she doesn't <laughs> I hope she doesn't either like let's stretch this out and like maybe she can just kind of be a a, a really skilled fighter with a, with a saber but not yeah. have the abilities in the force and maybe that is something that the Jedi way could a- adopt this new Jedi way could adopt a little bit you or, know. oh, God, I don't want to say the words because I, I was going to bring up Harry Potter. You know, oh, the, I, yeah. the idea of Spitting they're not, what's the, what's no, the no. not rude word for them? For, oh, oh, like the half-bloods, you mean? Like no, the, not half-bloods. They say mudbloods, but no, 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 no. who are born from magic families who do not have magic powers. That's, well, this is, you know, it's the idea yeah. of like some of them have like a little bit of, or like, like Petunia couldn't didn't have enough potential to go to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Hogwarts. It's like that idea where it's like, yeah, you can, you can do like, maybe you could do a little like this and that, but you can't, you're not going to be a Luke Skywalker or whatever. Like, okay. where are those people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I want to get more of them. And, and uh, yeah, just this idea though, that maybe it doesn't work out for everybody like that. And, and I like, and Ahsoka is, the, in my opinion, as far as prominent characters we've gotten in the lore is like the Jedi, if you will. Like, I don't, I know they keep calling her like Jedi, Jedi, but like she like totally denounced the Jedi way. Yeah, like so, force, like, I, force I always, user, yeah, like for skilled yeah. force user. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, but like she's the one to, to usher this storyline through. Yeah. I think because she turned away, she walked away from the order, you know, right. like was when they didn't have her back and she's like, screw y'all. I'm going to say right as if I knew this on my own. No, I absolutely know this because you, you and Jackie had well, to explain you know it. it. You know it now. But so you it's to explain like, it. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. but you know it. So yeah, yeah. But, it's, yeah but Well, but this is the thing. I, I'm looking at it from the perspective of like, no, you know, if you don't know this and you don't have a Matt and a Jackie, like you're not going to be aware of the added layer of that. The added layer of that. Exactly. Yeah. But even without that added layer, you could still, they're, I think they're doing it in a way that hopefully will remain entertaining and, and, uh, and still land and hit in yeah. a way that's like okay cool because i i did think that in this latest episode that that rosario dawson was the most ahsoka I that is what i was post, actually gonna ask you yes that she's been all along right because to me was like i have again i have not seen her animated uh, you know appearances and so but i felt like i was like this seems like the character that everyone has described to me and obviously you know this character is older than when we saw them yeah. last in rebels and all that other stuff so i understand like the character would have matured but i did see um like the you 
know, the baby one was it Tales of the Jedi or yes. whatever. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is a cute little baby. But, you know, like this seems like a, and I've seen a few episodes with her um, as like a younger Padawan, Padawan, you know, and she's like rebellious and all this stuff. And so seeing her in the other series, I'm like, this person is so, like what happened to this character that like broke their spirit so much? So to see like what seemed like, um, you know, a character that I could understand everyone falling in love with versus like this morose kind of like downer. I'm like, oh, okay. This seems like they, you know, they're portraying this, you know, they're like, they're translating it better now. Yeah. And honestly, in Rebels, when you when you meet her in Rebels, obviously, if you had seen Clone Wars, you know her. But like when, when she she appears in Rebels as like a, a it's kind of a, a twist. It's like, oh, it's Ahsoka. Yeah. And when she's there and you meet her there, it's years after Clone Wars, of course, and she is like hardened there. Mm. And that's actually the most jarring transition, mm. I'd say, of her character. Okay. So that when we see her now, she is not so different than she was in Rebels, but still also is older. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, Clone Wars, it's, I think it's I've season five. I've only seen five. Clone Wars episodes, yeah. yeah like I think early, it's season five that season she one. leaves. And then mm. and then season six, she's, like, not even in it. And then she's back for season seven. But season seven didn't come out until after Rebels ended it and was done airing. So it's, right. like, they kind of told like, it in like, a weird con, way, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to, like, okay, now let's show how she kind of gets really hardened. But yeah, after living to Order 66, a bit. you know. <laughs> yeah. so There's a book that's that I really like that's, um I think E.K. Johnston wrote it, but it's in between Clone Wars and Rebels. But still even there doesn't give all the context for how, how she's a, a changed. But something that I saw before the show aired or started streaming, I say aired now because it's like 6, 6 p.m. airing, yeah, now, I know. Which, which I do like, but yeah. yeah. Well, I do and I don't because I got yeah. like a notice. I was like, stay off the internet, bus get in car. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, but I like it and not having to stay up till midnight or like forget to not look at the internet the next morning if you don't watch it right away. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that always got me. But now that it has been airing, before it, she had done an interview where Rosario had done an interview and she was talking about the character and she likened the portrayal of Ahsoka nowadays to Gandalf the White. And what's funny is I read that and I was like, oh my God, she understands this. Because oh, I say that because Rebels, especially seasons three and four, uh-huh. there are a lot of Tolkienisms in it. Like it is very evident to me that Dave Filoni <laughs> Okay. Like it is very evident. I don't know that it's true, but yeah. there are things in it that are very kind of, because it gets very spiritual that the way they explore the force and all these things. And uh-huh. there's some, there's a character who is kind of tree beardish. Like it's like, there's, there's some stuff. He doesn't look like tree beard, but there's yeah, just no, some I, I get what you mean by it. Yeah. <laughs> and then her appearing at the end of it with her staff and her cloak on with the hood and stuff. And just very, the way she's acting, I was like the fact that now, she's describing it on her own as like saying Gandalf the white inspired her. I was like, okay, I feel like she's like totally in line with what, how Filoni thinks. I could be wrong, but it well, no, no, no. I agree with you. I think Dave Filoni made her watch Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'm not saying she hasn't seen it, but I think, I think Dave Filoni was like, here is the required viewing for this character. You know, yeah, that was what it was. And he he forced her to understand it. But either way, I was like, this is an understood character. No, that, that definitely feels like, like a line that was, and not fed to her and not like, but mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, oh, this is Dave's influence. You know, I don't yeah. think Ahsoka would have come out. Not Ahsoka. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing so well with the character. She's going for Rosario. <laughs> she is um, Ahsoka now. <laughs> yeah. Would have uh, uh, necessarily made that connection on her own. I mean, not to discredit her, but it just seems uh, given how also like much Dave Filoni loves his character that he would have tried to equip her the best he could. Yeah, of course. And like, like, here's references we're looking at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of where it came from, I was very happy to read it and I love it. And I think it's, and I think it makes sense. Um, so that's been really exciting Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for me. <laughs> and I think a lot of people probably, but yeah, <laughs> it's just been, it's just, I, I watched the whole thing and I'm just like smiling the whole time and then I cry and then I smile. And like, like I got teary eyed in this again. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, this episode where we meet the Pergils, which those like space whales, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we saw, I mean, we didn't talk about it, but Mandalorian season three, they showed them in the clouds when they were in that, like, yes, light, not light speed, but I think they were in light speed. Yeah. And we saw like yes. a shadow. Yes. Of them and, flying by. and Grogu was like, and then, Ooh. Uh-huh. And then episode two of this, when uh, I think Balin's his name, right? Ray Stevenson, when they get to that planet and they're uh, with the, where the map gets realized and all that stuff, but he looks up and sees one in the clouds. So in this one, I was like, Oh my God, please do it. Please do it. And they did it. And I just loved it. I forgot about that silly map though. I was like, what is happening? Well, okay, so that's been of all the things. Like, I'm I'm like genuflecting over the show, but that's been the one major concern uh-huh. because 
Well, I don't know. I don't how much I don't know how much how much do you know about Ezra and Thrawn's disappearance? Because I don't want to totally spoil things that they may like talk about more here that you can learn. I okay, I will give you what I think I know. Okay. <laughs> you could tell me how wrong I am. Yeah, yeah. My understanding is they got locked in some sort of like epic battle and then disappeared through like space and time together in a fight. Am I wrong? You're not you're not wrong. No, you're not <laughs> wrong. It's just there's specific details that I think I'll, I won't say because I think it'll be a reveal for you. I think it'll be Okay. Fun. Yeah. Uh if it's not, we'll talk more about it. But I think okay. like I, with the way things are going, I think you'll learn more specifics. Like yeah, about uh, it. No, I get the sense you know? that like because the, I you know, again, I would not have known the name Ezra. I knew the name Ezra Bridger. I knew Thrawn because I'd read the book singular mm-hmm. at this point uh, sorry Chaz I still have your books um but I I am um, I'm like halfway through the second one actually of, of the ascendancy ones but that, again, one's, that one's tough so I don't yeah it's the, the Anakin one, one is, and I'm just like I one, don't care <laughs> okay the Anakin yeah yeah well he yeah yeah okay yeah because he's in both second books but yeah that, that oh no oh more, no 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 but no ascendancy is a lot more brief of an appearance but yeah no it's pretty extensive are you sure you're reading the Ascendancy ones? Then? Maybe I'm not. Yeah, is he like working in the Empire with the ones you're reading? He's, yes. Oh, okay, that's not Ascendancy. Ascendancy is oh. when he's on Sila, his, his home planet. Oh, no. Okay. So you might be reading the wrong second one. I am reading Alliances. Yeah, that's the second one of the Empire trilogy, essentially. Oh, like that's no. happening during, that's happening all before Rebels, but like during, oh, in between, between. Oh, God. Rebels. Okay, I'll figure it out. Yeah, that one's dense also. I'm but. also, I mean, I'm not sure what, huh, <laughs> just one, one of the reviews on Amazon. I read a review for these copies of the pages were too narrow, with, which thought it was an absurd complaint, but now that I got them, I 100% understand. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's a valid review, though. I'm like, that's good to know. That's funny. Oh, my God. Wait, did I yeah, read the wrong th- second? Did I read them, like, one from one and then two That's what I think you're doing, yeah. And you're probably like, what the hell is going on? So, Thrawn yeah. Ascendancy. Yeah. It's, it's. I think it's chaos rising and then it's the lesser evil and then it's the greater good i think those are the three if i remember correctly oh oopsie all right well we've now learned too much about dana's library history yeah yeah well we'll fix it i'll text you the, the we'll fix it. <laughs> don't worry i got you we'll fix this um <laughs> but uh what was no wait i'm sorry i read one that was just called star wars thrawn Okay, so that's not ascendancy then. That's that's the first. So you know you know of um Eli or Eli Vanto, and yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, then you okay then you did it right. You're doing okay. It right. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's all Thrawn in the Empire. Ascendancy is like when he is. You learn about the politics of of Sila, the planets, and that's like my okay. Star Wars trilogy ever. Like I love it. Okay, so I need to read. So I need to finish the ones I'm reading now, and then yes. read Ascendancy. All right. Because uh, actually, it all the ones back. you're reading, the ones you're reading now, actually, technically came out before Ascendancy, but Ascendancy takes place before them. But you can read them in either order. I don't really know which one's better, to be honest, to read in order. But... Yeah. Well, I mean, I've already uh, yeah. committed to this one. You so might I as well. well just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. And then, yeah, the third. Yeah. Anyway. But how did we get on that tangent? What were you, what was um, Ezra Bridger and the. the, the oh words. yeah. Yes. Yes. And and what's funny is we talked about Ezra Bridger on this podcast in season two of Mando because that's who I was hoping was appearing at the end instead of Luke. Yes, I recall that. And, <laughs> and I think we I think we sort of started we started down like the 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 path <laughs> of of like the deep dive and I was like because <laughs> well, in my because in that season when she yeah. said where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Yeah. I was giddy. Okay, I'm obsessed with Thrawn and that's a whole other thing, but I was giddy because I thought, "Oh my god, she's looking for Ezra." Uh-huh. And I like that we're learning that Ahsoka's actually still trying to if if Thrawn's around, she's like, "We have to kill this guy." get rid yeah. of this guy and ezra is a side effect of uh, or like an added benefit to like if he's there too getting him back but that sabine would be only focused on ezra and she's like i don't care about what else i want ezra back yeah. and so i like that they both kind of differ in their um perspective mission perspective yeah. and I, I liked the line and i think it was episode two on this one where sabine was like yeah see would she have even told me if it wasn't because I, she needed me to do the map that she was going to go, go find Ezra, you know? Yeah. But anyway, all of that comes back to the map thing had me panicked because the way that they disappear, and I won't reveal everything, but with like you're saying, it's yeah. they don't know where they went. So I'm like, why would there be a map that guarantees where they are? But stuff mm. that they started talking about, like a map that was placed clearly a long time ago in a stronghold from the Night Sisters who were massacred in the Clone Wars. Uh-huh. So like, 
before they went missing. You know, so all these things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know. But they've been saying things in this most recent episode that are making me think they're tying it in a way that can be kind of clean and make some sense. So you'll mm. see, or we'll see, but you'll see more details about it, I think. Yeah, I just meant the cube of the map was silly. <laughs> oh, it was. No, it also kind of is, but I just mean I was like the map as existence of itself. I, I was like, you went on this like huge conspiracy, like many Star Wars series, like and I was just like, I thought it was a silly Rubik's Cube. <laughs> like, I know, but there's always there's always some random map. Like, I mean, even in the sequel trilogy, it's oh, like- Oh no, agreed. Agree. 100% agree, but I, like, I think this is actually like a perfect- metaphor for like the two different viewing experiences right where i'm going this is a silly rubik's cube and you're going why would the map lead to this (laughs) and we're both having a great time doing it but like that's that's the difference like in a nutshell of watching it as someone who has the background and watching it as someone who doesn't (laughs) yeah a perfect example (laughs) it's funny so true but yeah just really enjoyable and <laughs> like yeah. I don't want it to end but I'm also if the pacing stays the way it is I'm I'm uh, excited to see a nicely packaged piece of work I assume that they knew going in how many seasons they're going to do since they announced they're doing that movie so to me there's like a plan loosely in place that I'm sure could change depending on viewership but like a plan in place of like okay this is what we are accomplishing in this story I assume that movie will be about dealing with Thrawn and it's yeah, I a would... culmination of Mandalore and all these things. Oh, God. Is which... it going to be that many years, though? Like, I don't... <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know. How... They never said. We still don't even know if we're getting Mando season four, right? Like, they haven't said anything about when any of this is happening. So we don't know. They might announce, oh, by the way, a movie's coming in 2025. <laughs> like, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, they announced there's an Ezra, right? They announced there's a casting. Yeah, well, he and he was in the first episode in that hologram. And he's been oh. so he's okay. he was on the hologram or that's a yeah Ezra so okay so he's definitely in it and Thrawn is in it and so we know that they're yeah I've seen we've seen Thrawn for know. sure yeah. and we know who Thrawn is which was I was shooketh um, and that's the other part that I'm that I'm worried about being a Thrawn fanatic I guess at this yeah. point yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I just I no no I no I was I, this, I no no I know finish yeah. your story and then I will I will tell people how much of a Thrawn fanatic you are. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I I uh, I've been nervous about when we uh, let me just say without spoiling too much because since you're reading the books anyway when we find Thrawn, uh huh. I don't feel entirely convinced that when he comes back and learns that the Emperor is dead and that the Galactic Empire has crumbled. Uh huh. I don't feel convinced that he would even stick around, to be honest, for reasons that are very clear once you finish all six books. Okay. Because it's it's an ascendancy and also, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. And so, because you learn, so you know from the book you've read already, the two, the one and a half you've read, you know that he was on that planet and he was exiled from his home planet. Uh... That was the first thing they say in that first book. So, like, you just don't remember it probably, but that you know that. He like, was you're supposed to know that. exiled or other yeah. things were going on? Well, they, I think they might allude to more is going on, but he, they used the word exile. Okay. Like, in his, like, in his, like, inner monologue, those, like, the, the, the parts of the chapter that are, like, written in italicies, they're, like, that's him talking. Yeah. And it's, like, exile. Like, he says something. Whatever. Okay. Like I don't, I don't want to spoil He's been misplaced. It. <laughs> Let's say. Yeah. My- um guess or understanding or interpretation of what was going on is that he is like a double agent well and i won't say whether he is or not but yeah all i mean is that for for his people like there are reasons, for, for people who don't know what the sure we're talking right? like about. There, there are reasons yeah, yeah exactly that, all i'm alluding to is that there he's not just some brilliant military guy who came up in the galactic ranks and just wants to rule the galaxy like that's not it at all right so once he is found because you know he disappears before the original trilogy and he was working directly for Palpatine, who, like, you know, so it's like it, if he comes back and Palpatine's gone and all these things, unless he has rumblings or he's involved with what eventually becomes of Palpatine in the sequel trilogy, yeah, I don't know that he would stay around. Mm-hmm. So to me, and what, and what he might do. So I'm very curious to see how they handle him in this. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it's uh, done well. Because I, yeah. I like him in Rebels a lot, and that's Filoni all over it but timothy zahn as you know has had a complete ownership of that character for now nine books i think if you include the three that are not canonical anymore yeah. you know 
I have so, more questions, no, but no. I almost don't want to ask them because I'm like, I feel like I want the show to, I, I want to see what the show does with it. And then I'll like ask yeah. them later, but I'm like trying to jump ahead to tell people how much of a fan of Thrawn <laughs> that is when we went to Star Wars Celebration in 2022, was it? One? Yeah. That was no, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Because yeah, we went in May. Yeah, yeah. When we went to the Star Wars disco, Matt dressed up as Thrawn, right? You were disco Thrawn. Well, no. I was Cad Bane. Oh shoot! But there everyone were Thrawns you there. Were, yes. No, people was, thought you were Thrawn, and I wasn't mad about it. Okay, and my was, bad. My bad. I you were not. You were a Cad Bane fan, and blue with red yeah. eyes. You know, yeah. It's like, but but, was, you, and then our poor bathroom was just because Jackie was green. Because <laughs> was Jackie hair or was Jack, no Jackie was she, Jackie that night? It was white because she was. Uh, oh my god! I I, I the, RF the seeing. I was like we were being bounty hunters, so she was oh, RF seeing, okay. and Jamie was job of the hut. <laughs> Sexy Jabba the Hutt. And you were our trusty droid. Our I was I was I was the sassy droid. <laughs> but our bathroom was just like a, a rainbow of towel yeah. colors. Because <laughs> the next day Jackie was green because yeah. she was she was what's her face? Bernestra from the High Republic. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like yeah. blue and green. And I thought you were thrown for some reason, but the the whole point was you were Cad Bane. Okay. My well, bad was that I should have been thrown because everyone thought I was thrown. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I need to get a as if we're going to a Star Wars disco ever again. But I was like, oh, I, I would go to the Star Wars disco again. <laughs> as if one exists that we're like aware of that we're going to. But I would go. But I was like, <laughs> I need to, I need to do this again. But be Thrawn and get a, get a, a nice uh, disco, a white, silvery white disco suit that's all studded yeah. in jewels. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think they've done it since. How sad. I know, what a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, Galactic no, I, Disco I, uh, Night is what it was called. Yes, and that was fun. I had a great time. Okay, well, you weren't thrown, but you are you, uh, no, aficionado of blue character. I stand myself a, a, a thrown, a chiss. Yes. I love a chiss. Yes. <laughs> so that's all very exciting to me. And I love their that planet and the politics and all the things. And so it's just, I don't know that we'll ever get there, but it's exciting to the, the potential that we could explore. I mean, depending on how popular Thrawn becomes in Ooh. live action. They might do things that I just would really make me happy. <laughs> Who would you cast as young Thrawn? Because I don't think Lars Mikkelsen can play young. Well, I guess I mean we don't know how long old Chiss. I mean, yeah. yeah, they could they could do it, but like I, I will say I he's fantastic as the voice in Rebels. I'm not sure that like face wise or his look, I would have put him as Thrawn. Uh-huh. I see Thrawn as like a Jason Isaacs in face and everything partly just because the illustrations that we've gotten a lot he just kind of i could totally see that younger okay. like i don't i'm not saying right now he has to be young, yeah but uh but yeah a young thrawn it's the voice is what's most important and mm-hmm. that's why i'm not mad about the large casting because he's fantastic and yeah does a really good job but i have to think on that who do you have someone in mind no i don't because i yeah. am not as although i think mads mickelson has a son i want oh, to say he's like an actor Keep it in just because of the cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does Lars even have a son? I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if they'd be an actor. But. I love that I just assumed I went with Mads. <laughs> <laughs> I, just because I think, oh, no, he does have two kids. But I think I knew that uh, his kids, one of one of Mads' kids, I could be very wrong with this, was an actor. But either way. Mm. Just saying. It could be like, because I was thinking of the um, the Scars Guards. I was like, oh, you could just keep rolling the family. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> just pass it down. <laughs> I mean, why not, you know? <laughs> you know yeah no i would love i i when if you read those ascendancy novels i i've gone through them a few times like i've read them and then listened to them and like so just i love them yeah but i think while going through them i'm always like this would be if people could get interested enough in it and they did it right this would be there could be like a game of thrones type of yeah Kind of like how they could do it because no, no, I, again, like really unique and cool, and the politics is so interesting, and who, what ruling family there is, and all that, and their naming conventions. It's really cool. Well, not just that, like even the even the later ones. Mm-hmm. As someone who has been, you know, presented with many a Star Wars book, the Thrawn ones were the ones I was like, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, They're good. Yeah, well, I'm excited for that. I can't remember what was the last Star Wars show we got. Star Wars what? What was the last Star Wars show we got? Uh, Mandalorian season three. Yeah. I mean, I would like, Andor? no, no, no. Andor, I definitely watched like, because I, I was just like, you know, I I would watch Mandalorian the day it came out, but I wasn't like as afraid of 
you know, spoilers. Whereas today I was like, oh, six o'clock, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and even though it would always drop at the same time, it would drop at midnight, which one made it for me. So I, not midnight, like 9 p.m. or whatever it was. But, you know, I would know I was like, I'm not staying up for this necessarily because <laughs> I don't stay up late. But six o'clock, I'm like, oh, it's Star Wars time. <laughs> well, listen, I would argue that this. And, and in terms of interest. Yes. I was yes. less worried about what was going to get spoiled for me with Mando season three than I am like with Ahsoka because I'm more invested in what's happening. Well, there's that, but also I think because it's a it's a it's more of a clear line narrative than yeah. Mando has always been. Right. I think that it kind of plays, I hate the comparison because I don't want to make it cheap in it, but it plays like what they're trying to do with Marvel shows and what they've done with some of them where it's like you, this is affecting other Things. That's things right now that yeah. we care about and we know a movie's coming now and we know well, not which, that which mando that might be doing we just it is but it's all over the place right right where you yeah. just don't know what you're gonna get every episode sometimes it's a one-off that you just are like oh this didn't really propel a plot forward at all it just was kind of like a you know yeah. and that's kind of how Fun the show started yeah. yeah and but ahsoka feels more kind of like every, it's it feels like it's going to be purposeful every week and it's yeah. leading toward and they're already building toward they've revealed I'm sure there are other surprises along the way, but they've revealed that we are working toward Thrawn. Yes. Whether you love him or hate him, know who he is or anything, you, there's, there's a clear line of what's coming. They've they set the anticipation. Mando every season has felt more um, unguided in the expectation. It's more kind of like, what are we going to get this season? That's fun mm-hmm. in its own right. You know, yeah. it's more episodic. This is more of a through line narrative. I think. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's audiences for each, but I just yeah. find myself. And, and again, honestly, the timing of it might legitimately like, you know, it, but it is an interesting thing. Like you said earlier, where it's like, Oh, it's now like appointment watching because it is at a time and it's at yeah. a, a not late at nighttime, like both East coast. And, and obviously we're talking just the U S because you know, international sure. audiences, different time zones, but nine is a reasonable time for someone to watch a show. Six is an even more reasonable time. So it's like, Oh, yeah. We're we're making this. Uh, we're trying to make this. It feels like the days of Game of Thrones, right? Where it was just like, oh, Sunday night, like stay off the internet. And that's what I like. And I I feel like this is an experiment. And I feel like it's a, there's a potential it could continue. I mean, yeah. it's happening with the show, but Marvel, other Star Wars shows, like Beyond. I hope because I, I like it. I mean, you know, I'm an old person. I don't want to stay up till yeah. midnight on a Tuesday night. It was one thing when things came out Fridays, and it's like I could suffer through. A Friday, staying up late Thursday. Right. But I can't suffer through a Wednesday. No. It's the middle. It's already tough enough for us out here. It's the middle of the week. It's, <laughs> you know, it's just like, right. come on. And so I'm I'm digging the this this uh, planned time thing. That's Yeah. All right. Well, we're clearly going to look forward to the next episode of it. And again, it is strange because we normally record on Mondays. And so it'll kind of, we'll maybe shift back. But this is like the earliest in the week show we've had in a while. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But our predictions, at least, will be more fun because you'll find out immediately whether or not we were right. <laughs> yeah, right. But we're watching what? What else did we watch the last few weeks? I know we both watched Blue Beetle. Yes, we did. What did you think? I really enjoyed it, actually. I was, it was funny. I, I was watching you. it. I did as well, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it looked bad, and I, but I was watching it. I did, it. too. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny. During it, I was like, you know, this thing does not have a single original thought as far as like superhero movies go. Like it, it, every trope in the okay. book was there, but yeah. but it didn't bother me. Like it, they were all done in a charming, fun way. And it had that core of like the family thing yes. going on. And it was like that heart of it was so present. I but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree with you in that it didn't, it had an original tr- thing in some senses in that I thought the family reacted to and and you know this this is i'm not, i'm excluding actual comic books i'm just saying like the visual like the screen representations we've had of them like the way the family reacted felt the most realistic out of anybody reacting to somebody getting powers right like just screaming and being like what the hell and then like making fun of him and all this other stuff and like you know that to me felt the most authentic where like if that happened in your family, you'd, you'd freak out. You know, you wouldn't be like, oh, cool, you're Batman or oh, cool, you're whoever. Yeah, or, oh, yeah. cool, you're whatever. Like, so I, I really like that. I liked the humor. I, this is, I'm not trying to feed the DC Marvel feud. This felt, though, the most Marvelish tony tonally. It, it did. Yes. Yeah. And I agree. It, part of it was that, like, it's funny because they've positioned the character and the, and the, the plot devices of the story to be very Ant-Man in, mm-hmm. like, we have our Hank Pym, you know, we have the the rich 
daughter of the genius who started the company. I didn't even think about that. Like, I did not make that. I thought you were going to just name because it was like they're bugs. (laughs) No. If anything, he looks like Iron Man, right? But it was like. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they did that where they positioned him as essentially the Ant-Man of the universe in a way. But they had the humor. It was it was dark and heartfelt and t- times that were emotional yeah but it was mostly just lighthearted and fun yeah and didn't take itself too seriously which i think we can agree that a lot of the dc films do they feel yes. kind of doom and gloom and everything very looks, much and everything is every all the it's so washed out it's, it's so washed so, out. it's yeah. cgi'd everything doesn't look nothing looks real but this was like it felt like there were real sets and it felt like some of it was location and you know like obviously there plenty of CGI, but a but a lot of CGI, including his freaky yeah. face. So that's talking about Iron Man like that. 100%. I did not yeah. like. I was like, "There's, you know what? Marvel made the right choice in not having his face move." Yeah, <laughs> but it was like there were just so many beats. And again, I don't, I don't want to harp on it for its familiarities, but there was, I mean, there were Incredibles story beats in it. There were even down to like the family's coming to rescue. He's in a contraption that is literally what Mister Incredible is trapped in. And then you have the Mirage character who, like, I completely is so forgot sick about of all being dis- so sick <laughs> of being disrespected, and then turns on the baddie. And then you know, didn't, what even, I mean? <laughs> I didn't even pick up on half of those. But yeah. you're right; you're absolutely right. Yeah, There's Watchmen stuff in there. there. Everything under the sun is in there. there even when he sees his fa- his father in the Beyond and all that stuff, it was very Black Panther. There was a lot of stuff, but it, none of it bothered me. I just was yeah. very I was noticing it a lot, and I just thought, but you know, this feels fresh and fun. And I was like, who cares? Like you're yeah. doing, you're paying, they were paying respects almost in their ways yes, that they were handling yes. it all. They weren't ripping Agreed. something off. Agreed. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt and like so an homage it, instead of just yeah. like a, a Frankensteining together. And also I wanted to shout out that like, obviously you have your like George Lopez and stuff, but like most of the cast was like the people I'd never seen before, a lot of them. And it's very I, funny. They were, yeah. they were great and charming. And I mean, Susan Sarandon, but you know, like, but oh, the yeah, lead. Yeah, yeah. The, and, the, the family, like, the family. Yeah. I love that we got to find like, you know. I love Paul Rudd, but Paul Rudd, but getting him as Ant-Man is kind of like, okay, you know, it's gonna be fun. It's Paul Rudd. I don't have complaints about it. Yeah. But discovering somebody new is always nice. I did. I did think the guy, like the blue, the person who played Blue Beetle, what was the weakest of the family? I was like, you're fine, but like, give me the rest of them. Like, I want to see when the, you know, when the, all the women are teaming up and like going into the thing, I was just like, this is great. Like, you know, give me his family. Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that, but I, I thought that like a lot of the, dialogue like while he was like in the suit with his ai which is very tony stark very i i was like i thought he was funny in some of that and a lot of it i was like oh this could have read really like i roll stupid you know but it's just like he was he was fine but i thought he was well outshone by everyone else yeah he wasn't Um, like the strongest yeah i did not love the the girl the love interest she was oh okay i liked her but yeah she she was fine but i was just like Yeah, but no, I enjoyed it. I, I'm interested to see. I kind of hope that it survives the culling because, like, you know, they're, it sounds like they're wiping the slate with a lot of them, but I, I liked that it didn't – spoilers, but not – it didn't have um, cameos. It didn't have anybody else to lean on. Like, they reference Batman, but they don't show us a Batman yeah. or pick a Batman or whatever. So I was like, that's so smart. I don't even know if they, like, pulled some of those references out just in case it did well. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's worth watching yeah i do um, too and do we uh, do we know i haven't looked into this but do we know if this is being sanctioned as part of the james gunn slate or is this like it's, part of the past we i don't know. think i think it is yeah. intentionally ambiguous yeah so because i think if saying. it had like knocked you know if it had just destroyed the box office and um whatever they would have been like you can survive mm-hmm. but i don't think it did poorly yeah i haven't really seen how, how it's done but everyone I've seen say anything about it has really liked it. Yeah, but it, I don't. Not that that's indicative of box office numbers, but you know, at least it was seems to be successful right. with audiences, right? <laughs> at least, which which you know, it could sign. it could count for you know. We'll we'll see where it goes, but I don't think they have made a decision on it yet. Yeah, but yeah. Well, fingers crossed, because I would like with what we're getting. I'm not like super enthusiastic about another a reboot of this slate and stuff, but if this does make it in there. It's, you know, one for one for me right now. So like Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I I would I would like to see more right from it. Yeah. And more Nana, honestly. Oh my God. Nana was that's jokes, what I was saying. I like, just I would take just a movie about everyone else in his family. Yeah. All the all the jokes. <laughs> the about interesting at her, one. Like, 
yeah. yeah, her like revolutionary past, but like yeah. never really going into detail. And when they're looking at the, like the the big map of the center, and she's getting all juiced up about where they're going to end. It. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's great. It's great. What is this? But I loved it. Yeah. But what <laughs> else? Highly what else you've been watching. I watched Bottoms. Oh, I really want to see it. I'll I, I, it will, was, I will see it. Yeah. I'll, I'll rephrase that. But I thought it was delightful, and I'll leave it at that. Since you want to watch it, yeah. I love um, Rachel. I don't know her last name. She's from Bodies, 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 though, and so she co-wrote it and is starring in it. Ah, okay. And I think she is like the standout in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Like she's hysterical in it. I think, and yeah, she did not disappoint me here. So very, Excellent. very into that. And I've been watching, of course, continuing on the after party, as I mentioned to you before, and that's yes, yes, ending next week. I think so. It's very exciting. Well, sad, yes. but also just what I a wonderful highly recommend so for everyone. Highly, highly recommend. Invasion came back for season two, believe it or not. Oh, I did. Watch I don't that believe season. it. <laughs> yeah, but it did, and I watched that. And it's, it's huh. I like it. I'm not like obsessed with it, but I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's most of it. I watched The Monkey King on Netflix, which mm. no, just no, no. Oh, no. just no. This is animated. It's just yeah. I'm sad. I won't, I won't waste my time. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I was just like, what? I mean, actually, ironically, not to parallel it to. Um, What's it called? Uh, Star Wars and Ahsoka and all that stuff. But it's just like, you know, there's the, the story of the monkey. The monkey king gets famous for going on the journey to the West. Or like, that's the most famous thing. And like, dealing with Buddha and like scriptures and all this stuff. This is like the young monkey king. And like, <laughs> it just didn't work for me. It didn't work. It did. It was not working like, for me. We, it's like, do we need a prequel? Do we need, yeah. King? But they weren't like <laughs> that young, you know. And like, the monkey yeah, king yeah. is actually like a mischievous, annoying character. And I was just like, I don't, I'm not. I'm not into this, but it's not the worst thing you can yeah, show yeah. a kid, I will say. Um, and then I watched Vacation Friends 2, which was one of the worst things you could show. <laughs> I don't remember. I I know for a fact I watched Vacation Friends because I remember it was like mm-hmm. in the pandemic and it was, they sent me a screener and like they're on Hulu and I'd never gotten a Hulu screener before. I was like, oh my God, I'm, you know, hooray. And then I realized, oh, they just made need- it. They need people to watch these because, and it's, you know, it's absolutely a boondoggle movie where like the cast got to go on a trip and have a great time. And I was like, I guess that's kind of begrudge you this, but who is watching these? Like who, who thinks this is funny? Go away. Yeah. (laughs) It's not funny. And they got like Steve Buscemi for this one, but I'm like, oh, it's because you got to go on this like lovely looking vacation. (laughs) Like, okay, fine. Fine. I'll do it. Yeah. And then the, the last thing I've been watching, you know, my usual uh, reality crap, but um, you know, I rarely rewatch movies. Yeah. Just because of time and whatever. I rewatched Ingrid Goes West, which I love that movie. Still holds up and is so excellent. And now having spent more time uh both in LA and near influencers, I'm like, this film is so dead on. Like it is, yeah. it is and still holds up years later, which you think like influencer culture or you know, pop culture or whatever has changed. I'm like not that much. Maybe the platform is TikTok instead of Instagram now, but it's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, it's kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. Because I remember I seeing like it and being like, this is amazing. Accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like a, more that way where it's right. a cautionary tale that no one listened that to. That no one listened to. No, absolutely not. It's very, very 1984. No. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> funny because I like forgot or didn't realize at the time who a lot of the people it are in yeah, it yeah. are. But I'm like, oh, we have oh, – now I'm going to forget all their names. Well, well you have Palm Clementine, you know, who becomes uh, Mantis. You've got, you know, O'Shea Jackson Jr. What is his name? Wyatt Russell, who is – Yes. Yeah, uh, from Mar- – what's he from on Marvel? He's want- John. Captain America now, but – I- he's not, but he was the bad – but right. John John Walker. John <laughs> I was like, Walker, what thank you. I, was, I wanted to call him yeah. um, Peacekeeper, which is obviously not. That's DC, but I was yeah, like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's oh. going to be in Thunderbolts too, so he's huh. has a picture with Marvel. Funny, weird, tiny connection. He Wyatt Russell is married to one of the people from Vacation Friends, <laughs> oh my so he probably got to go on that vacation too. And then, Good like Billy Magnuson. Oh wait, she's in this. Oh, Sorry, he's married to Meredith, Meredith Hagner, and she is both in Ingrid Goes West and um, Vacation Friends. Maybe they met in Ingrid Goes West. Yeah, maybe they did actually. But either way, it's a great movie. Yeah, it holds up. It's super scary. We're all doomed. <laughs> It sounds like you, you, since you don't rewatch things a lot, you did that out of desperation because you were having such a tough couple of weeks. Um, parti- <laughs> partially, yes. Partially, I was on a plane. But those last two, you were like, ooh, like those are not. 
Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. I was like, palate cleanse, palate cleanse. I need something that I know I liked. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what else I watched on the plane that I was like, damn, this movie was so good. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which one? The 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 Disney one. Yeah, it's one of my top five Disney films. You know this? I I did not know this, but oh my god, um, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I watch it very regularly. Oh god, I can't believe I'm going to tell people this. Please, I loved it as a kid, and uh. (laughs) <laughs> people can't see matt just started shaking <laughs> this is what we're friends i mean the thing is yeah. David, i always i i you like a lot of great things but i don't usually associate you with that level of darkness right and as a kid that's a dark disney movie okay yes and so not i loved it and i was in like after school care because my parents were working and so i you just <laughs> i don't want to put the story out there but i'm gonna do it I, I would take like a foam ball like a playground ball shove it in the back of my shirt and like hobble around <laughs> the playground <laughs> yelling sanctuary and for a while like the dude who was in sanctuary. charge of in charge of like after school care called me quasi <laughs> which I, in retrospect, is a very mean thing to call a kid when they, but none of, I, like, I didn't know the reference, you know, I, I didn't think he was disfigured, I, you know, you don't put that together as a little kid, but yeah, so for a while he called me Quasi for like a very long time, I <laughs> because I was so yelling happy. Quasimodo, you know, I was You're Quasimodo. Sanctuary. I am yeah. so happy. Yeah. That, this is, this is why we're friends, I didn't know this, I, know. I had no idea, but yeah. you know, yeah, Hunchback of Notre Dame is, I mean, that's one of my favorite Disney films, but like, it is a if you were to like go into like classic literature and stories that I love, it is it is ranked very high. Yeah, on, I don't I don't think I've read the original me. material, but it is dense. I will say that. I'm not recommending necessarily everyone do it, but I just yeah. mean like I just love that story. Like similarly to how I love the Phantom of the Opera, and I love it's it's classic horror essentially that I just I'm obsessed with it. And that Disney movie is partially what ignited the obsession. Yeah, probably most of it honestly, because I, I always liked watching old movies, and I had, remember seeing like the old. The very old, <laughs> silent, silent film and everything, but like yeah. you know, how much do you really know? Right. When you're uh, that young. Also, my God, the music. Because I, I think part of the reason I rewatched it is because I'm not on TikTok, but I like everyone's wild stuff makes it into my other feeds or whatever it is, and the youths really like one of the songs and use it in stuff. They do. Yes. Tell me it's um, Hellfire because that's one of my top. Three. No, I think it's yeah. maybe is it? I don't know what it. Hellfire, there's you might be out there. Out, oh, out there, yeah. That probably got popular in the pandemic. I will say, I think I told you this one time we were talking about in the during the quarantine part of the pandemic. My, it is out I, there. I, sorry, I, yeah. Um. I had a neighbor who was like an opera singer or something, and he used oh, to God. sing out there all the time during. And I used to sit on my balcony and listen to him. I have I have video of. It's of a it. damn good song. Like yeah, it's it you know the whole the whole, and this is the other. Oh my god, we're go, we're going on a whole tangent tonight. The other thing I was like, damn. This is when, like, the visuals were distinct per Disney movie. And I was just like, you know, a little bit of me was like, Esmeralda's waistline is very small. Did it need to be, like, but I was like, ooh, everyone's well, hot in this movie. Like, these animated little, characters. Are, yeah, yeah. I was like, I could see how she was tempting, you know, whatever his face was. I was like, this is, and when, you know, when he, like, sniffs her. Anyway, it was ahead of its time. And it was a little, it was mature. Very mature. Yeah. And some of the jokes for the, I forgot about the, um, uh, what are they, gargoyles. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch on to their names? Or do you, do you yes. Know yeah. This them? time, obviously, as a kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that Laverne is Victor Hugo's wife. Oh, That's I didn't Laverne know that Hugo. one. I also remember, like, having some of the toys and, like, mm-hmm. Burger King, I think, I think Burger King had them. Yeah. yeah. I had a ham puppet, I think. And a- yeah, I think I had that, too. But anyway, so I just a lot of memories came rushing back. But I was just like, damn, this is, like, peak musical animation, et cetera. And then I rewatched Part of Hercules, which I've, I've seen more recently. Yeah. Which yeah. is also sad, but right. I'm I'm bummed that. Well, did you ever see it? It never made it to Broadway. I don't think that it was pre-Broadway when Hunchback Disney did a Hunchback musical. Oh God, no! It was so good, Dana, and I highly oh. recommend if you're interested. I thought it was so good. It did not make it all the way to Broadway. It didn't have enough interest, but I highly recommend you check out the official recording of oh. the songs because there's a couple of new ones and there are a couple different. But did Alan Menken do? Oh, he sure yes. did. He, he sure did. There's a whole behind the scenes thing you can watch Ooh. of them creating the music for the musical on YouTube, I think. Uh, and I think you'll enjoy some of it. It's fantastic. Interesting. There have been the Bells of Notre Dame is just like productions of it, but I don't think they're. Oh, no. Okay. Well, apparently people have 
performed it and is online, so I will be watching things. Yeah, so there's a, I was gonna say, there's a whole behind the scenes that's like ten minutes long of them yeah. recording, and they recorded the original thing in like a big room that had the acoustics of like a church or something. Oh, okay. Well, that's very exciting, and now I'm sad it was not a thing. Oh, well, I'm sad. It, maybe it'll come back someday. I'll try again. Probably not. Disney's but... MGM Studios is pleased to present the all new stage show. I don't think this was. Yeah. The original oh, one. Yeah, that's not the one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, nope. I was lucky to catch it because I, I came actually down to LA to see it. When oh my it was God. Here and what, it, uh, what year was this? This was like mid mid to early 2000s. So like before 2010, I want to think. Okay. I say. Yeah. Not that long ago, but it was after the success of like Beauty and the yeah, Beast yeah, and Lion King had been like ravishing the stage. Yeah. And then yeah. they started trying a bunch of things. And Little Mermaid had a moment. And yeah. I think Tarzan had one, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, Tarzan definitely did. They were going out there. Yeah, but I'm telling you, between Hunchback and Hercules, what a great flight. Um, <laughs> that is a great flight. I'm kind of jealous of it. Yeah, and then and then uh, an hour of Ingrid, and then I was like, I got to finish this. I got to watch what I get yeah, home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what I've been watching. Good for you. Yeah. Some of the classics. Some of the classics. Yeah, just some classics. No big deal. But <laughs> we know we'll both be watching Ahsoka going forward, so we thank y'all. Yes, thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Matt, and that is actually it for this episode. If you liked it, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a review, or even consider subscribing.